Hi, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of stroke-focused podcasts. This is Cam, your host. Today, I am with Ellie, who is 22, and she suffered a stroke back in August of 2016. She'd gone in for surgery to help stop procedures, but unfortunately, the surgeon clamped a blood vessel as he went into the brain and cut off the blood supply. She awoke from surgery, and she was paralyzed on her left side, and she spent three months in rehab working every day to ensure she didn't come home in a wheelchair. She has physio once a week and acupuncture once a week and is working very hard to get back to her old self and enjoy life. Ellie, I'd like to welcome you to the Hand in Hand show. Thank you, Kim. You're young. It is so nice that you're here because there are so many people that were young when they had their strokes. And of course, everybody has different ways that their stroke happened. And you're here to tell us to keep working and to not Mm -hmm. give up. You're refusing to believe that your arm will not work again. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my dream was to work in the police, but because of the epilepsy, I couldn't drive. So this is what really pushed me to go for the surgery because I thought, that's great. My seizures will stop. I'll be able to do the dream job I wanted. So went for the operation, obviously, and that's where it all went wrong. Before, I was working as a receptionist. And that job was great, and they kept my job open for me, which was really lovely of them. So after the stroke, I've just started to go back to work a few weeks ago, and they've really supported me, made sure I haven't felt uncomfortable during the time I'm there. I do every Monday, unpaid. You had your stroke two years ago, now going back to work. Yes. The one day a week? Yes. Well, that's how I started at half day a week. Unfortunately, I've only built up to four half days or five half days. But, you know, that's that's a start. And that mm-hmm. makes you feel really good and makes yeah. you feel so far. What happened with the operation? Okay, so basically, went in for the operation. Everything went fine. So I went in surgery, okay. I woke up from surgery about four hours after the surgery, and I said to the surgeon, I can't feel my left side. And he went, oh, it's just the anaesthetic, it'll wear off. So another probably about four hours went on. I said to the surgeon, I still can't feel my side. He said, okay, something's not too right here. They took me in for the scan and said, looks like we've cut the blood vessels to the brain whilst we're in surgery. It was as blunt as that, so I thought, okay. And then I started crying. I thought, I'm not going to get anywhere just sitting here crying. I've got to be positive. It's time to work on it. And that's what really motivated me, just thinking I'm not going to get anywhere crying. I've just got to get on with it. Well, and that's true. And different people, it takes them longer to go through Mm -hmm. that process. And other people, it's like you, stopping and thinking, okay, this isn't getting me anywhere. Let's get moving. Yeah. Did you go to a rehab hospital? It took me a month to get into rehab because the waiting list was quite long. So I was sort of quite naughty in hospital. I kept trying to get up myself. I kept getting told off. (laughs) Oh, you don't get anywhere if you don't keep trying. Exactly. So were you in the regular hospital at that time or did you go home? 
No, they kept me in the regular hospital, so I was in there for a month. So you're really determined in the last two years. What do you think has been your biggest achievement so far? Well, they did tell me in hospital I'd never walk again, and that made me want to just show them, watch me walk out the hospital, (laughs) and I managed to do it, which is great. So many people, I have heard that doctor will tell them, ah, this is it, you're just Mm -hmm. whatever. That's the motivation to say, hey, you're full of it. I'm going to show you. And you work that much harder. You shock them. Yes. So were they shocked? I think they did tell me off a lot for standing up on my own. But so I think they was expecting a miracle because the Uh way I... What challenge? Challenge-wise, I would say stability, getting the balance back there brain sort of goes to panic mode like no I'm not standing I'm happy sitting down but I'm not (laughs) accepting that I'm making it stand. (laughs) In all of this what do you think of something that you've really learned about yourself? Well I've learned I'm a lot stronger than ever thought I was so before I'd get upset over a broken nail or something silly like that (laughs) but now overcoming the stroke I thought I would my life would be over but it's just starting to be honest. Exactly. Well, at 22, it is just starting. For some people at that age, these traumatic things would be devastating. But you've taken Mm. a look at it and stopped and said, hey, you know, I'm going to keep working and we're going to see how far I'm going to go. I just want to be an inspiration to other stroke survivors. I want to show them don't give up at the first hurdle. It's so worth all the pain, all the upset. The outcome will be the best thing ever keep working. I've talked to other survivors and mm-hmm. they were told, oh, you know, you're you're done years ago. And working again with a different doctor or a different therapist and all of a sudden yeah. they're making progress and they're like, whoa, exactly. I've known this. This is what we want to tell people is like you, don't give up. We don't always see the progress that we make. Until all of a sudden you just didn't even think about it and something, you know, clicked like, oh, I did get better. So like say for the first time, I went up to London, which is an hour's train ride, spent the day up there doing a talk about strokes all by myself, came back by myself for the first time since my stroke and it felt amazing. What would your advice be to a new stroke survivor or even an older one? something that you maybe learned during your recovery I would definitely say just not to give up because one day might be a rubbish day but it's natural to have down days next day might be completely different your hand will suddenly move like mine did yesterday so then it's something to work on just keep building up step by step I like that that your hand moved yeah I'm starting to put my middle finger up now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's just what we're talking about. It's random things happen at such random times. Just that little accomplishment is mm-hmm. huge because it, it makes you feel like you're getting somewhere. And this is what I'm talking about. For two years, you haven't been able to move that finger that way. So all of a sudden for it to happen and then mm-hmm. you cap up your therapies, it's doing something and that's exciting. Really exciting. This is where we go saying, you know, don't give up because here you go. Where do you want to see yourself in maybe five years? 
I would love to work for a stroke department. So I'd love to be a physio for other stroke survivors. I've known what they're going through. I know how tough it can be, but I can give them that motivation of saying, look, I was where you was a few years ago and you can do it and just keep them going. So you're planning maybe to go back to school? For a rehab assistant, I've actually, the physio I've got now has offered me to join her in a few okay. years' time. Hey, you know, how cool is her? That'll be yeah. good. That's a cool thing that you kind of know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very different from what you wanted to do before your stroke, but you have found that this may be your calling now. And yeah. Yeah, and this is also something that we talk about a lot is finding your purpose after stroke because it does change things. Some people are so straightforward that they want to go back to their same job, do the same thing, and nothing's going to change that. Well, you've changed a little bit, so I'm happy that you have found something that is going to already sounds like it's going to work for you. So thank you. I already volunteer with the Stroke Association, which is a charity in the UK raising money for stroke fighters as well. So that's good. Where do you see opportunity for improvement in today's stroke care? I would say, I mean, my mum has been pretty strict with me. So I tie my good arm behind my back, make this arm work. You've okay. got to be strict on yourself, even though it's so frustrating. It might take you 10 attempts to open the jar, but it's, it's so worth it, as we said before, the achievement. Yeah. If it's... That's something it sounds like you do at home. Yeah. And it would be nice sometimes if the therapist would do that in therapy. Are there any other words of wisdom before we go? I would say if you're feeling down, if you feel like you need to talk to someone facebook has a lot of groups where you can chat about the same problems that other people have you don't feel like you're the odd one out absolutely i'm i'm a great believer in those facebook groups yeah and for those people who can't get out they're really good mm, really good i'd say as well definitely record the journey because that's when you see you've made improvement looking back at a few weeks ago me walking to me now my hip was coming out big time, but now I'm walking in straight line. And you don't realize until you see it in VTA. Yeah, that's one of the things that I regret that I did not even think about doing was chronicling mm. or journaling the whole journey. It, did, it yeah. just, my mindset wasn't there, I guess, to do that at the time. And it was probably journaling this. I should have been taking pictures. I should have done videos. I do recommend that, and not only that, but, yeah, you can go back and you can see how far you've come. Yeah, definitely. My mum's done it from day one in hospital, definitely, because you don't realize how far you've come until you look back and think, oh, my goodness, a year ago I was bed-bound. I couldn't even get out of bed. And now I'm walking around London, a big town, a big, busy (laughs) place. (laughs) Absolutely. So anything else you'd like to say before we go? Message me on Facebook if you need someone to talk to, because I will be there for you. I'm going through the same as you. I'll be there any hour of the day. Give me a call. Give me a text and we can chat. I don't know if you're on the Stroke Focus site yet, but if you aren't, 
you should join. So I am on. Thank you, audience, for listening. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you get the joy and just the feeling of excitement that Ellie has given us today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. The website address is https colon backslash backslash www.strokefocus.net Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.